Welcome to the Six Minute States with me, Simon Delarue, and my colleague, Chloe Pressland. And we're here to preview the May States meeting, uh, which is reasonably light in terms of uh, what's supposed to be the sort of meat on the bones of the, uh, of the meeting uh, when we come to the uh, main policy letter items. Um, let's just quickly run through those first, shall we? Um, the Policy and Resources Committee are bringing uh, a letter re regarding revision of the double taxation arrangement made with Ireland, something which I imagine will go through fairly quickly. Other similar things have done. Um, they'll also be bringing a policy letter on minimum standards for estate agents. Uh, this is, again, relatively uncontroversial, uh, something that we're doing really for our international obligations, isn't it? Yeah, so all it is really is it's a bit of an added, added red tape, I guess, for local estate agents to make sure that they are um, outlining exactly what they're doing to prevent people from coming in and exploiting their business. Um, I, I think it's a relatively easy process from what I understand from speaking to some of our estate agents in Guernsey. And then we're on to something that's going to take up a bit more time on the floor of the Assembly, I suspect, which is the uh, Committee for Employment and Social Security bringing their policy letter on secondary pensions, implementation of your island pension. And this is, uh, I like to think of it as a bit like the um, the donor card where they're going from an opt-in to an opt-out uh, scenario. Um, now, there might be some resistance to this from the point of view of people who just think that, you know, people should be allowed to get on with their own financial arrangements rather than introducing more of a kind of nanny state um, element with um, the encouragement into this kind of thing. But um, it, it is clear that anybody who doesn't want to be involved can opt out. So nobody's being forced into anything. But the, the easier route will be to fall into uh, having a secondary pension um, set up uh, for you. And so that, that'll be uh, an interesting debate to hear, I think. Uh, then we're on to the Committee for Home Affairs uh, policy letter on the justice framework. Uh, that's, that'll be quite a meaty thing to, to delve into, but I don't think there's any prospect of getting into that in day one of the state's meeting, so uh, we'll perhaps uh, look at that in a bit more detail uh, further into the week. Um, but of course, uh, there are all the usual um, things to get through on day one of any state's meeting, and that includes update statements and question time. And so um, the update statements this month are coming from uh, Employment, Social Security and Health and Social Care. So uh, when it comes to ESS, Deputy Roffey, uh, no doubt, will be uh, presenting that one. I imagine that one of the things they might want to address is how the work of that committee and their hopes for a, an overhaul of the whole system and how it works might be affected by the uh, now very long delay in the tax review. Um, but uh, I'm sure there'll be many other subjects that uh, people will want to ask the President about in the uh, question time that follows. And the same may well be the case for the health and social care claim. Yeah, so I imagine that will be presented by Al Breward. I think there's a couple of things that will potentially come up in that. Um, no doubt COVID will crop up in, in some shape or form and how our mitigations are, are working in terms of uh, case numbers and things like that. And also something that I think could come up is beds and the shortage that we've currently have at the PAEH because, I mean, as, as people know, there's not a lot of space in our care homes at the moment. People are struggling to get spaces, so naturally they can't move on from the hospital if they need to. So um, I think having ESS and HSC um, in terms of question time, I think there's going to be quite an interesting overlap in terms of things coming up about the Greenfield or the PEH, because they've both got stakes in that. Um, and Steve Fuller leading the raquette for it to be debated in the States for anything further is taken on that will be, I think, develop quite a lot of questions in that or bring forward a lot of questions, should I say. 
Yeah, it's a contentious issue, and I'm, I'm sure it will uh, be an interesting one to follow. And then we've got uh, the question time proper, as it were. We've got uh, Deputy Delisle asking questions of environment and infrastructure regarding the bus service. We've seen so many cancellations of late. It all comes down to uh, a shortage of drivers. Um, as I understand it, it is CT Plus's obligation to provide a sufficient number of dri drivers to um, provide the services that are expected. So the questions really there are around... Um, you know why what's going on how can we solve it and should there be any um uh, changes in the amount of money that the states give uh, to the company uh, to reflect the the shortage in the um, provision of service um deputy lindsay de summary as president of eni will answer those she'll also be required to answer questions from uh, deputy gollop about uh, some other um, issues around uh, island travel and then we're moving on to uh, some other questions from deputy gollop to uh, education sports and culture and that's all about liberation day now uh you know we've obviously had this new format of liberation yes, day yes definitely um, gets people talking yeah we've already had some discussion about it in the last states meeting but now we're back onto this same subject again i think some some uh, may feel a bit of frustration that uh, uh deputy gollop's flogging a dead horse on this one but i imagine he'll feel that now's the time to ask these questions when when you know the feedback that's coming back is kind of fresh in everyone's minds rather than trying to sort something out at the last minute because uh, one of the big complaints was the parent from the parishes anyway we weren't given enough time to sort this yeah, out so. which was why a couple of the parishes cho chose to opt out on that but i think uh, as well looking at social media response in terms of liberation day compared with the jubilee celebrations a lot of people are, are thinking not not enough is being done for the jubilee as well so who knows what will come out of that yeah, and then uh, finally, in terms of the uh, question time, we've got a question from Deputy St. Pierre regarding uh, the Toilers of the Sea movie and um, whether that uh, is going to go ahead or not. And, um, you know, there's obviously a, uh, a, a, a... Well, he says that there's a, um, a letter has gone out to all states members. I've had that confirmed uh, today that uh, the, the Economic Development have advised they're not going to be providing any finance for this movie. Um, that's, uh, that contrasts with the £250,000 that was given to the makers of uh, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society movie, the Mike Newell film. Um, so, um, yeah, some questions about how, whether we could actually perhaps find some money from another mm. budget. I think for some people it would happen. be a no-brainer in, in, in respect to culture in Guernsey. People would think that's a great idea, but then obviously it's going to come up that shouldn't we be spending money on other things? Yeah, yeah. That was some, somebody, no doubt, at some point in the debate will say how many nurses that could pay for oh, yeah, or yeah. something along those lines. But uh, uh, that'll be uh, an interesting interesting debate too here so um do uh, stay on this feed and uh, find out what has transpired on uh, days one and two it might just be the two days i think this uh, this month um here right here on your six minute states podcast feed bye for now